Thank you for downloading today's UWA Alumni Podcast. Today's special guest is Karen McLeod. Karen McLeod is a highly skilled and qualified career coach, 13 plus years experience across a range of industries throughout WA. And Karen's going to give us a little bit of insight into her career and offering any career advice that uh, some of our graduates are always seeking. So Karen, how are you doing? Yeah, well, thanks. Thank you Josh. so much for giving up your time to speak with us today. So I'd love to start off, I guess, a bit about your career journey since graduating from UWA because you've got a clear theme of educating and helping people and you've had a bit of a diverse career since leaving UW. If I look back on my, my career, it's been a bit sort of um, uh, random in many aspects, but when I really do sort of study it, that clear theme of education and helping people comes through. So it was quite accidental. I started <laughs> off at UWA uh, with a Bachelor of Arts simply because I didn't really know what I wanted to do and during that time I decided to move on to psychology at the time, back in the early 80s, jobs for psychologists weren't particularly prevalent, so I then decided to move again into education with a focus on special education and educational psychology. I completed this degree and worked in special education teaching for six years before I decided I needed a greater challenge. So I went back to uni and I started a graduate uh, certificate in business and from there I was accepted into the Graduate Development Program with the Public Service, um, which was a fantastic trainee year, after which I worked in the public sector in human resources and equal employment opportunity for about the next four years. After that I um, stopped and had a career break to have my family, and when I decided to return to work I needed to look at really what I wanted to do. So I assessed everything that I'd done in the past, sort of pulled it together, and came up with the idea that I'd like to work with coaching and counselling people and sort of sourced a, a postgraduate course in career development, which I completed. And from there, I moved into contract work with uh, People Solutions and Donington, which is a company in Subiaco, where I've worked for the last 13 years whilst I built my own sort of bespoke counselling and, and coaching business. In addition to that, since then I've been sourced by a couple of companies in the eastern states, one from Melbourne and one from Sydney, and I do their career coaching here in Perth for them as well. There's a fair bit there to, to digest. Now, now, one thing you talked about, I guess, is um, coaching and counselling. We talked about off air that there's kind of, uh, there is a, quite a big difference between them, but you know, you refer yourself as a career coach, but it is career coaching and counselling. What's the difference between the two? Well, if you look at a circle, it's sort of like they're, they're both sort of half a circle each. So the counselling side is when people come to me and they say, look, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but I'm not really sure if this is going to sustain me or if it's going to satisfy me long term or short term. Mm. So the counselling is about, well, what do you really want to do? And then the coaching comes from, well, how do we get there? So people might just come for coaching. They've got an issue. I've got a problem. I need to get from A to B. How do I get there? Um, uh, coaching can also follow on from that counselling. Um, so we've worked out a plan where you want to get to. Then the coaching is, well, how do we put that in, in, into practice? Now, you're clearly passionate about lifelong learning. Uh, when did you realise you had a passion for it? Was it quite early on in your university career or was it something that uh, came later? Yeah, no, that's something that's really come over time. You know, it's only reflecting on my life and career that I realised that that was that common sort of theme. And it was very much pushed in the, in the postgraduate studies in career development that lifelong learning is essential, in particular in the current age in which we live where technologically in particular everything is changing so quickly. 
everybody, everybody who wants to work to remain their le to maintain rather, sorry, their level of employability, they really need to maintain their understanding and their 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 currency with everything that's going on in the world. Why become a career coach, and do you career coach your <laughs> children as well? <laughs> well, I try to, but they don't <laughs> listen to me. I think becoming a career coach was really putting together everything that I'd learned from my UWA degree, which was educational psychology in particular. And then uh, from there, when I moved into the public service, I worked also in um, adult training and, uh, you know, coaching and training people with uh, implementation of equal employment opportunity um, and that sort of legislation and looking at, you know, all of those things around that sort of legislation, which was pretty new in the, in the mid to late 80s. And I just think, you know, I see people grow so much with education. I think it really is the key to prosperity and the key to a really long and, and happy, prosperous life. So... So how do you approach when it comes to coaching an individual or maybe a group of people? Like what's your approach? Okay, so coaching an individual and a group is quite different because with an individual, all the services that I provide are highly confidential. So when I deal with people, I don't discuss them with anyone or, or anyone with them. Um, with a group, it's a different sort of platform because people will be sharing ideas, so it's not quite as confidential. So if we just look at individually, when you work with a person, really you've got to work out, well, what, what are they here for? Most people come with a with an end in mind, and I identify what that is. So sometimes it's in that counselling realm. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. You know, where do I go from here? For some people, they've come and they've already made a few missteps in their career. So that's fine. That's never um, not fixable. I've had people come to me and say, "Look, I did the wrong career at uni. I did the wrong degree. I, you know, I don't like it. I don't know why I did it. I did it because my best friend did it. But now I need to do something else." So that's the counselling side. We can work out what. To do and what's going to satisfy them on all those sorts of levels so we need to take into account what's happening in their career what's happening in their personal life I don't do financial counseling and I don't want to know people's personal financial business but you need to have a look at what level of income is required if they have a family to support or a sure. mortgage and so on so when you have a look at all of those factors and this is this is why it's so very very individual you need to work out well how do we put together a plan for this person and what do they need to do and how and it, it's not really me doing the plan for them the the role of a coach is not to tell somebody that they're you know this is what they should do but it's to get them to discover or work out the plan for themselves because generally they probably have the answer already it's just for you to help get that answer out of them very possibly. Look, some do and some don't. Some come, some people come to me, and this is why you. It's a really good idea to see somebody who is extremely neutral. You know, I've got no agenda on the table, but the agenda of my client, because that's what my job is. Mm. If they go to their parents, I've had I've I've had people start conversations with me and say, "Look, this is really stupid, but this is what I want to do," and I say, "Well, no, it's not really stupid." Or my mum or my dad or my my partner said, "Oh, you can't do that," you know, and they they really want to investigate it. So we yep. do. And when you come to a career coach, and you would always, always choose an accredited career coach or career counsellor, um, their job is not to tell you what you can and can't do, but to help you work out what you what you want. So, so is that what people should expect when employing a, a career coach, that you're not going to be like, you can do this with your qualifications your goal is to guide them to find that answer yeah no that's a, that's really sort of i think that's probably a careers advisor who works for tafe or university yep. with this you can go on with that but career uh, counseling and coaching is really much more individualized so is that a bit of a myth that probably and maybe a myth you have to bust quite a lot that, that that's maybe an expectation that if you employ a career coach they're going to help identify roles for you in the future look it's part of the job you know uh, absolutely i'll sort 
sort of put things on the table and help them identify it and give them the, the you know, the pointers maybe you could investigate here or perhaps you could go and research this there. Mm. But they're not going to come to me and I'm going to say, these are your three options. Pick sure. one, goodbye, good luck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, really curious with in regards to your approach, do coaching a CEO and maybe a recent graduate, do you approach them differently or do you have kind of the same framework in place? Yeah, look, the framework is the same in as much as it's always extremely individual. Yep. A student and a CEO aren't going to have the same sort of life experience, but mm. the framework is pretty much the same. So again, it gets down to what does this person want? What's, the, what's their intention of coming to see me? Clearly, they've got a problem. We need to identify what that problem is and then we need to work out a plan. So in that sense, the framework is very, very similar. Yep. But then the content of that plan depends on their personal circumstances. Again, you've got a student who might have no financial responsibilities, who might might have no commitments, mm. and they can be pretty much a pretty free agent in terms of what they decide to sure. do. Whereas a CEO can be quite constricted, not only in terms of their personal circumstances, but by the requirements of the, the company or the position that they work with. So what's the, one of the most challenging aspects of being a career coach and counsellor? Like, are, are people resistant to coaching as well? Look, I don't really see very many resistant people because most people come voluntarily. Mm. Um, most of my, my private clientele come because they have a problem that they need to sort out or they need assistance with something. So, and if, if it's in the counselling side, that's very, very easy to work with. And in the coaching side, sometimes people will just come to see me and say, look, I've seen a job that I want. I need to do up my resume. I need to understand how to write selection criteria if it's for a government position or I don't understand the interview process and that really is fundamental and key to so many things. When you understand that whole process, the whole job application process is so much easier. I had a client um, a few months back who was about 45. After just two hours with him, he said to me, I wish I'd known this when I was 25. It would have made such a difference to his career in how he handled and approached all of his sort of job application processes and, and really getting that understanding of what people want is key to, to securing jobs, I think. And is that one of the biggest mistakes people often make in their careers, not knowing what they want? Look, yeah, not knowing what they want, but also too not knowing how to present themselves. Yeah. And people sort of say, I'm not very good at self-marketing. Well, it's not necessarily self-marketing. It's about understanding what the p potential employer wants. You know, I often say to my clients, the job recruitment selection process isn't about you, it's about them. They are the ones in need. They are the ones with the, uh, the empty chair at a desk and they are the ones that need something done. So your job as an applicant is to solve their problem. And it's not just by putting a list of what you've done and putting it forward and hoping that they can see a fit. It's by putting yourself into the role and showing them how you can solve their problem. Are people also maybe not as satisfied in their job and that's why they're looking elsewhere as well? Look, you know, you need to be realistic about work. Very few people have the golden lifestyles that are promoted on Instagram or, you know, <laughs> exactly. Facebook. And, and look, that's a very, very real thing. There's been a lot of sort of mental health studies into that arena because some people, and there are a few people in the world that do have those golden lifestyles but most people don't. So sometimes it's about being realistic and coaching people around expectations and what life is going to provide for them and what work is going to provide for them and how to get that work-life balance, which is really, really important. It's interesting to talk about those golden lifestyles because yeah. on Instagram, people are seeing the finished product Absolutely. and no one's actually seen the hard work that actually goes into it, which is probably where you come in. Yeah, very possibly. Look, some of it's hard work and some of it's lies. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> let, me, let me be 
really blunt here, Josh. Um, some people aren't having the fantastic time. And, and you know, I've seen it, I've, you know, sometimes uh, with some clients will come in and they'll say, you know, um, this is what I was earning. If people will lie about their salary, you know, you might be a graduate coming out starting on 55000 a year and, mm. you know, six or seven of your mates are all saying, oh, yeah, I'm on 95000 100 Well, maybe not. You know, so you've got to be realistic about what is true in the world and, uh, you know, how do people get to where they are? It's not an easy ride. People do have to work hard to, to achieve. And it's having a bit of a plan and working out, well, how do I get there and what's going to suit me um, and my lifestyle? Is there times in your role as well you're having to push your clients out of their comfort zone as well? Oh, absolutely. And I don't push them. I just challenge them. And it's a, it's a counselling technique. Yeah. So I will challenge them if they make a statement which is sort of perhaps unrealistic. So is there times when maybe you think the client's not right for you? And you're like, all right, maybe you need to see someone else or everyone's a right fit. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm very, very um, mindful of the fact that, you know, people will come to me sometimes with problems that aren't career related, so I will refer them on. And I have had clients that come to me with a problem which is actually more to do with personal counselling, and I have referred them. I've got a network of colleagues that I refer people to. And I see, say to them, look, you go and get that sorted out before we move forward with this sure. because they're putting the problem in terms of their career isn't satisfying them when actually it's another aspect of their life. And those are, there are specialist counsellors and psychologists for that, which I do. In terms of the career counselling realm, look, I haven't really had many people I don't sort of gel with. Um, I'm just trying to think of a few. And I would always pass them on if they're not the person for me. Sometimes it's I do a lot of career coaching over uh, the internet. I've had clients all over the world and we can do that via Skype or, or one of the other apps. But I did have a, a client who wanted to do face-to-face, but she was in Melbourne, so I just referred her to a colleague of mine over there. Sure. So the most important thing for anyone in any counselling or coaching situation, whatever the, the platform, is that if you don't like your coach or counsellor, then change, because there, there has to be that fit. Yep. If you don't feel right with them, then move on. And I'll move on people as well if I think I'm not the right person. And that's really, really good advice. Now, you, you are changing people's lives with this. Has it changed yours as well? Yeah, look, I really enjoy it. What I get from this job is a huge amount of satisfaction, you know, and it's changing people's lives. And as I said, it's not on a a large scale. It is on an individual scale, but I get an immense amount of satisfaction from that. And that really comes down to one of my core drivers in life, which is to help people. And it's not on a big scale. I'm not going to be changing the world, but there is a ripple effect with helping one person. It will make life perhaps better for them, their families, their partners, maybe their work colleagues and the community in general. So I get a lot of satisfaction from that. No, that's always great to hear. Now, I know we're running out of time, but uh, one other question I'm really keen to ask you, I guess, is, you know, the Perth job market at the moment, there's, uh, in certain industries, there, you know, there's a lot of jobs being created, others there's lost. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Perth job market at the moment? Yeah, look, it, it is reasonably buoyant. Sort of we see from the co- corporate side with the company that I work with in Subiaco that there's a lot of onboarding at the moment and it tends to be in the, the entry-level positions. Companies like to onboard people at entry-level positions obviously because they can trade them up and also too that they're a lot cheaper to employ. Um, and in particular when the, the mining boom and that is sort of, or the mining sort of sector is increasing, then, then we sort of see a flow-on effect from that. So look, it, it is always, always competitive. 
competitive. It's a very competitive market. So when people are applying for the jobs, you really need to be, you know, bring your bring your A game to mm. the table. You need to know what you're doing. You need to apply rather than just send out hundreds and hundreds of resumes. Yep. You need to be very mindful of what you're doing to, to sort of improve your chances of success. When you're applying for a job, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn where people are saying, oh, I've applied for 200 jobs and yep. I have 200 rejections. Yep. And to me, I'm thinking, like, that's a lot. Yep. What are people doing wrong? Like, what, what advice would you give to someone that is a, applying for one or 100 jobs? If you've applied for 200 jobs and you haven't got anywhere, then there may be several factors at work here. It may be that your resume is not applicant tracking software compatible. So recruiters and companies with high traffic sort of applications tend to use a screening software to screen CVs or resumes before it gets read by a person. And there's a very sort of strict um, formatting protocol that goes with this. If you're applying for 200 jobs, it might be that you're not really realistic about the jobs that you're applying for. In fact, that they may not be aligned with your skills, qualifications and experience. And companies want that. So the scattergun approach to applying for jobs isn't really a very useful sort of uh, way of going forward. If your skills, qualifications and experience are compatible with the job, then maybe it might be that you need to tailor your CV specifically to the requirements of that particular company. You have to be realistic about the job market. It is extremely competitive. And whilst you can get jobs that are advertised, it is an extremely competitive platform to source a job. So one of the other things you may need to consider is looking at networking as an opportunity or, or an avenue for getting into jobs. Whilst you're at university, build your networks by doing internships, including uh, part-time work, volunteering, networking with your network of UWA students and also to the academic specialists within your particular field. I recently worked with a UWA graduate who had trouble finding work for about 12 months post-graduating. Um, and so we worked out a networking strategy, which he proceeded with, and within four weeks, through contacts of contacts, he has secured a 12-month contract in an area of his choice. So that was a fantastic outcome. For many people, networking is really quite a daunting thing to do, but there are some very sort of straightforward skills and, and strategies around that. And again, if you engage the services of a career coach, they should be able to help you with that. If people are interested in finding a career coach and maybe interested in connecting with you, how do they do it? Yeah, look, I would always go with a career coach that's registered with the Career Development Association of Australia. There's a lot of people out there who will call themselves coaches after doing a two-day course on the internet, okay. which is probably not as, as, as um, reliable. People are welcome to contact me directly. I do live here in Perth, and so that's pretty easy. Um, and they can do that through my email address, which is karen at whatnextcareercoaching.com.au. And you also touched on people yeah. overseas can connect with you as well. So, look, people are welcome to contact me. Um, I'll give you my phone number. We can have a chat. They can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Just in the LinkedIn message, just say I listen to the, the podcast, just so I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And then we can have a chat about where you what you need. If I'm the right person, and then maybe we can get together and if not I'll refer you on to other people I think I'll also be appearing at the Career Cafe at you UWA You will so for those that don't know already on the 28th of August the Career Cafe for recent graduates will be at the Uni Club from 6.30 so the invitation's already out there so register online it's free and you're going to have up to 60 alumni mentors going to be sharing their careers with you and offering any career insight and Karen's been on the panel before and offered some great advice that night last year and we got her back to speak with the recent graduates. But before we let you go, always ask everyone on this podcast this one question is, if you could give one piece of advice to a first year student, what would it be? 
Yeah, look, it's really hard. At, you know, 17 or 18 years, if you're straight out of school or not a little bit older, it's, it's very hard to know what to do. So the first thing is I would recommend you have a bit of a plan, okay? And it doesn't have to be cast in stone. You don't have to stick to it because you made it when you were 18. But have an, un an understanding or an idea of what you want. And when you've, got out, when you've worked out what you want, then work backwards with, well, how do I get there? And if you've got that plan, that can change. And of course it can change as you sort of progress through life. If you take a wrong turn, it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. Bring yourself, go and see a career coach. Come and see me or give me a ring if you want to have a quick chat. That's fine. And, and work out, well, what do, what do I do and where do I need to go from here? What can I do? The worst thing people can do is go through life wondering what would have happened if I had done this. So mm. I think try as many things as you can whilst you're young and, and single, hopefully, at uni and, and, and reasonably free. And experiment a little bit with different ideas or careers or thoughts. Get information, get help from people who know. And yeah, come and see a career coach when you get stuck. Perfect. No, that's really great advice, Karen. Now, thank you so much. Always love chatting with you and uh, hopefully we can get you back in soon. But otherwise, we'll see you on the 28th. Lovely. My pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Thank you for downloading today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Are you interested in volunteering? UWA provides you the opportunity to mentor a student, organise a reunion, or even help at a graduation. Visit our website and find out how you can make a difference today.